Hey, whew. Hey, it's next week already. What the hell? Wow. I can't believe this. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I miss you. And wow. and welcome to another episode of the Dice Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here again with my partners, Jeremy Brown. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. And Shane Manila. I'm back, baby. Yeah, we uh, we we had to we had to step aside from last week's show because it was so big, and we decided to break it up and uh, give ourselves a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my some god! People, both we, of you um, guys, both of you guys are making the same visual jokes. I'm so just, big and all that's kind of stuff. We're size queens. What can we say? <laughs> Obviously, so we're back. This is this is going to be part two of our colossal <laughs> two round rookie draft from last week, and it's everybody that was here last week. Jeremy, tell every tell people tell people who was here last week. I mean, we had so many people, and it's been a week. So many people were here. It was unbelievable. And so the same people are back, right? The same people are back. And I'll start with this. All right, we've got first of all the three of us: John Debari. Matt Walker, Shane Swagger, Kane Fossil, Scott Connor, Jeff Hasley, Kyle LaPointe, Katie Flower, Anthony Servino, John Hogue, and the feverish Michael Finero. Awesome. And we're going to pick up right where we left off last week. We're going to go right into round two. And I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed last week. And I know you guys will enjoy this week. Yeah, I like this round a little bit more because people start getting a little bit angry with each other. So that's fun. <laughs> no, they did. It was. I just sat back and soaked it up. It was awesome. Well, everybody's going to get to hear it. Even leading off with our pick, which there was a little bit of controversy with our pick. So uh, let's get right back into it. And here's round two. So listen, like the real NFL, when we get to the next round, we're going to have to cut the time a little bit quicker because we're an hour into it and we're just now into the second round. So (laughs) for everybody that's sticking around with us and listening, we appreciate you guys being here and we'll do the second round a little bit quicker here and we'll start it with us, me, Shane, and Jeremy. Rashad Bateman. I was going to say, I knew Shane would do it right away. So (laughs) for for us, we're going to take Rashad Bateman. I know Jeremy likes that player as well, so we'll just skip right over that and go on to John Dabari. What do you got there? I'm the curious though if the whole wow, HQ that was agree, agrees with that pick. I know you want to <laughs> yeah. speed it up, but do all of you agree about. with that pick? No, I I, I didn't mean to speed it, it, it up matter. as if we she, didn't care. like my oldest child. I just let him go off. Exactly. Him whatever the hell he wants. It's easier. And, and he, he always jumps over me too. Model. I'm not con- just broken at this point. <laughs> you, just, you just say it. Look, you spend enough time with me. I'm like the dad looking over the paper. Don't piss me off i'm gonna come over this newspaper right in your face yeah and usually whenever we do a mock he always automatically trades my pick to himself and he takes my pick so it, it happens all the time uh, but uh why to add real quick on rashad bateman yes the fact that he goes as wide receiver three i love rashad bateman he was my wide receiver two or three coming into the class but the, no the fact that he lands in baltimore his, his odds of mattering in Dynasty are, I would give it about 0.1%. Doesn't so mean he's low. not a great player. He's yeah, not I agree. Gonna, he would need it. And Lamar Jackson's super efficient. He's just not going to get there. But you can make that argument for wide receiver 2 through 10. Yeah. So I think that goes back it's to, tough. I don't love Trey Sermon, but you know you are drafting basically an investment that's safe. That's it. Yeah. Anyway. Nothing is safe. Nothing yeah, is safe. I, I mean, not say, this say is a redraft. It's not like you have to trade somebody or that you have to. I mean, yes, you want good players. And 
at some point you want them to be at a more advantageous position than where you draft them price-wise. But if you're in it for the long haul and you're building teams and it's an asset that is a good player that will help you win real money, that's what I'm trying to do. I want to win my leagues. And Rashad Bateman may not have the greatest first year, but of the wide receivers that are left on the board, I I see nothing wrong with this pick at 201. I mean, it's love the, the player on the HQ. We love yeah. that player. Yeah. Definitely. Here's um, the thing about Baltimore. They want to player. throw more. I, I know people don't believe this, but they keep drafting like multiple wide receivers every year. It's just that they draft bad ones. You know, they draft the boat. Miles Boykin. Well, that didn't work out. Now let's try Devin Duvernay. Well, that didn't work out. Marquise <laughs> Brown isn't, isn't bad, but he's clearly not what they hoped he was going to be. They want to throw the ball more. It's just they're not very good so far at finding the right wide receiver. I think Duvernay Rashad Bateman could, is that wide receiver. Duvernay could still work out. I mean, they just had a player in the exact role that was way better at his age and was in front of him. So well, that's, you know, he could still be fine. Willie Sneed? Willie Sneed was fine in that role. Uh, so Willie Sneed, but yeah, uh, but if Willie Sneed's stopping you from getting on the field, you don't deserve to get on the field. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! Devontae Adams was left for dead, and and you could get him in all kinds of value. Yeah. Oh, you were getting him for Katie. Third round rookie picks. Yeah. Third round rookie but, but picks. But he has yeah. a guy named Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball, not Lamar Jackson. For now, right. For now he does. I I, I don't disagree with that. But again, landing spot changes so fast in the NFL. We don't know that Lamar Jackson is going to be there next year. I'm not saying that it's because of his talent. He may go out and get a massage or something. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, so I'm just saying that. He could be massaging Deshaun Watson. We haven't gotten the whole story yet. You never know. We know he's he's there today, right? We know he's there today. And we we know how the Ravens are going to, and and we know, and we know how the Ravens are going to run that offense while he's there. Correct. 37 starts. He's averaged 191 yards through the air. I don't care who because his wide, his wide receivers, receivers are. are absolutely, he's had the care. worst wide receiver core collectively, really. but behind maybe the Eagles were worse. But Remember they the are the 197 what starts. If a team drafts wide receivers, they draft six <laughs> wide receivers. In you the don't last think three that that's years, how they, they're trying it and high draft capital. These aren't like seventh rounders. These were all guys that were third round and above earlier. Marquis Brown, whatever. <laughs> Marquise Brown, where where was he drafted? First round. First, 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 round. first round. Okay, where was Miles Boykin drafted? Fourth. Third. I'm going to say third. Um, <laughs> you're just going to make it up. He's, had, but, he's but, had other players there. Mark Andrews. Is he a wide receiver? Uh, We've seen offenses that run in tight he's, ends, and the only he's offense, part of that, that, 191 only offense yards. That, that ever he's, worked for He's was part of that 191 yards. A, a game average, oh, 37 right. starts. We're going to make some trades. But this is what's so great. This the, is what's so great about all of it. Everybody has their own opinion about it. Yeah, but I'm right. That's the difference. <laughs> Here, here's one of the flaws is it's just a math. You can. It's just a math problem. You can take Lamar Jackson's attempts, bring him up 20%. You can give him Stefan Diggs's target share, which led the NFL last year over 30%. That puts Rashad Bateman at right around 150 targets. The math just isn't there. It doesn't matter how good of a talent is he is. The math just isn't there for him to matter in Dynasty. And I love Rashad Bateman. Right, but if you're saying he's getting 150 targets, his value will go up. I'm saying that's like the – you would give him Stefan Diggs' is market share. 
plus 20% more attempts for Lamar Jackson. It is yeah. a pipe. It's a pipe dream for that. Dude, Josh happen. Allen had 572 attempts last year. He had 320 in his rookie year. Absolutely. No one saw 572 coming. And, and like, you lost Shane like, when you started talking about math. Way so. too much time. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, but, but you, and you started, when you started talking about math. So let's go on to John here at the 202 and we'll try to do it a little bit quicker. <laughs> I don't like all the massage parlor condemnation that's gone. But <laughs> with, uh, yeah, I, I like Bateman too with that pick before. I probably would have went there. Um, Waddle is becoming a big value here, but I'm just going to stick to my rankings heading into the draft. Uh, I love Terrace Marshall. I think of the guys that are left, he's got the highest upside. Um, obviously, he's got some injury concerns and stuff like that, but. Carolina wanted him. Brady, you know, coached him at LSU. He's familiar with him. They brought him in. I, I don't think they drafted him hoping he's good. Brady knows what he's getting with him, and I think they're going to have a role for him. I don't necessarily love the quarterback situation. If it doesn't work out, I think they solve it a year from now. Um, I know McCaffrey's going to get a ton of work in the passing game. I know DJ Moore is not going anywhere. But the the team they've built with their coaching staff, they're a team – opposite of Baltimore, they're going to want to throw the ball quite a bit. So I, I love the upside. I, there, there's a, a pretty uh, noticeable floor here if he gets banged up again, but I think he five years from now, I wouldn't be shocked if he's, you know, in the conversation with Chase as the top guy from this class. So I love him. <laughs> <laughs> and Walker as, as his co-host, do you agree with this? Cause you're the next pick. I know where he's going. I do not agree with that. But, I mean, I know he likes Terrace Marshall. I like Terrace Marshall, too. I I'm, I told John about Terrace Marshall earlier in the 40s. So, I mean, this, is, this goes full circle. Planted the seed. At, at this point in time, I don't like the landing spot as much as John does. I, I like Joe Brady, but I don't think Joe Brady's going to be in Carolina all that long. So, I'm not going to give the LSU corollary to Terrace Marshall that he's going to ascend <laughs> to be uh, on par five years with Jamar Chase. Did I catch that at the end, John? I I think it might be slightly over your skis on that one, sir, but it's <laughs> ne- neither here nor there. I'd like to hear what Jeff thinks about this because he says he doesn't talk unless someone asks him directly. <laughs> so I'm going to ask him to come off mute at this point in time uh... and give his two cents on Terrace Marshall before I give my quick pick and move on. Yeah, <laughs> I was targeting Marshall at my 2.07 pick, hoping he would drop, but um, because I have him fairly high, just like you do, John. Um, and uh, I, I like the pick. I love the the connection. I like the fact that uh, he's going to fit in right in that Curtis Samuel slot role uh, that we always see with the Carolina offense with that, um, you know, the horizontal type of offense that Carolina uses really like that. And, um, you know, you mentioned that uh, Joe Brady most likely won't be there next year. That's probably a, a, a fair assessment um, wherever he goes. Uh we're not really quite sure exactly who's going to take over in that role for Carolina. And then that begs the question, well, what does that mean for the wide receivers for the offense for everybody? Um, I, I trust Matt rule. And I think Matt rule will try to figure it out. He probably has something in plan for that. However, it's, it's still not Joe Brady. Now, if Joe Brady's offense lingers and sticks around, which it most likely will, because that's usually what teams do, then Terrace Marshall most likely is going to be the number two receiver in Carolina next year. He, he actually might supplant Robbie Anderson this year uh, simply because of the fact that he's, uh, he's, he's a skilled athlete. He's fast. He's quick. He scored uh, 23 touchdowns in his last 19 games. Uh, I mean, he scores touchdowns. That's what he does. And um, 
Uh, I think I think he's a, a much better player than Robbie Anderson, who had 95 catches last year, which is very, very quiet 95 catches. But, um, yeah, I think that we're going to see Marshall, especially if he picks things up pretty quickly. And, and uh, from all I'm, from what I understand, he's a good guy. He's a good kid. Uh, he, kid, he's only 20, 20? He's 20. 21. Uh, I think he'll be 21 in June. I think he'll be 21 in June. So he'll be 21. But um, yeah, I, I love the pick. Um, I love the pick for Carolina as a Panthers fan. Um, I, I like the uh, the pick here. I think it's fair. Um, I was hoping he would drop. That didn't happen. But um, yeah, that's my take on Terrace Marshall about the Panthers, their offense, uh, Joe Brady. Um, they had a playoff offense last year. I, I truly believe that. It's just their defense struggled despite the fact that they took every single pick on in the draft last year on defense um you know they have a young defense and they're going to rise to the occasion i think we're probably looking at six or seven wins floor for carolina this year um and remember there's 17 games so six or seven is still it's not great but it's it's respectable and, and it's a little bit higher than what they were last year and that's their floor in my opinion so um i will stop talking and i'll let you go on to uh what is it pick three <laughs> well, okay. awesome. Listen, you see what I did there, HQ guys? I saw the background. I tied Carolina right back into this conversation, brought Jeff, got him involved in the situation. Come on, guys. I like it. I like it. Maybe you want to well, – Rapid fire. Right? Sipes, Sipes is pretty old, up. so we can replace him soon. Anyway, oh, so you're up, Walk. Really? You're going to replace me? I got Tyree Killer 203, you sons of bitches. Yeah, ah. good pick. <laughs> You got Tyreek Hill. Is that what you said? That's who he's comp to. I mean, literally every single person said Tyreek Hill. Right? No, I know. He was a 106. Saying. The Miami Dolphins wanted him. Yeah, one-year deal for, uh, what's his name? The steroid user. Fuller. Uh, Fuller. And Devontae Parker is bad again. And Preston Williams is not meant to be a starter. So Jalen Waddle could be the wide receiver one in Miami next year. Awesome. And then we get back to swags now. I, I like the Waddle pick. I like the Sermon pick, too. I was hoping Sermon would be here for me, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I'm think thinking, Sermon uh, is the second best running back to San Fran drafted. But the, it's a, it's my own biased opinion. Wow. I have to be a lot higher. I'm, <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the same page as Walk. <laughs> well, I'm taking uh, Rondell Moore here. He fell and I, I feel pretty good hard. about it. I don't, I don't think Christian Kirk's done enough to hold that job. I don't think A.J. Green's around for the long. I think we all know that. And... Uh, yeah, I, I'm really happy this this guy fell to me here. 20 years old. I think he's going to be with Kyler Murray for a while. Swags, they have Andy Isabella. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change my pick then. <laughs> and, you know, it seems more than usual uh, this year in the second round. Everybody's just kind of getting their guy. It's kind of like a big hodgepodge of players, and there's not a definite one to take in each one of these spots. So everybody seems to get the guy that they want to get. And then we're sitting here back to Kane. So what do you got there, Kane? I would be trading this pick. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's, that's what I would be doing um, right. if, if this was a live draft. Uh, because the tier is gone, right? First tier is gone. Second tier is now completely gone. So I'm stuck remembering that this was a, a tight end premium draft, which means I'm going to take Pat Fryermuth. I don't love it, but I think um, Walk loves it. He's awesome. I think he's he's probably not not just the best player, but I think he has the chance to have the highest value going forward um, because you know you need two catches and fourteen yards to be a tight end one, <laughs> basically. So if if anyone can do it, he can. 
um, especially in in an okay offense. Um, so he'll probably get some some looks down in the red zone and get some touchdowns um, and and do pretty well. So I think that's actually a better landing spot than people think it is. And and I'm pretty happy to get Pat Firemuth here, though I would have preferred to trade. It's funny. The one person that had a big expression on his face, Scott, you were shaking your head no when he said that uh, he would trade out because there's nothing left. You shook your head no. You disagreed with that? Because I think Sipes hit it earlier when he said everybody's getting his guy. Everyone's <laughs> getting their guy. And that just speaks to the fact that wide receivers don't matter. You see him going off the board from 111 to 205, 206, all different orders. And but- you, can't, you can't really argue with any of those picks. So... I will say with the Terrace Marshall pick, every other receiver has some awards. Terrace Marshall, we're assuming that, well, the landing spot, he's not going to play right away. If that guy goes out and starts, he has the profile where if he goes out and has a big rookie year, he vaults this entire class. I think he has the potential to be an alpha. That's the only other guy in this class besides Chase that has that potential value-wise after one year. So that's what the ADP says is Terrace Marshall, but he's not there. I think Elijah Moore is in this tier, early second round pick. He's right in the mix with Rondale Moore, Rashad Bateman, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Terrace Marshall. There's a tier of six. It ends at the 205. Pat Fryermuth is really unsexy, but that's who goes right after this tier of receivers. So if you're at the 205, you're safe. If you're not, do what Kane says, trade the pick. <laughs> so then is that what you're doing at 206 then? You're taking more? Elijah Moore, yep. Because awesome. you have to get all the mores off the board. So get <laughs> more the merrier. Good job. And every time I hear yeah, more, I just I think, think the, the question I wanted to ask Kane was, wasn't, are you trying to trade out of a tier, but how far are you comfortable trading back to stay in this tier next year? Yeah. Um, within the next six picks, if I want to stay in the tier. Yeah. Okay. That, that's at least where the tier is for me, but I would prefer just to pick up a pick for 2022, even though Scott mm-hmm. says there aren't good running backs in the 2022 class. There are, but, but move back anywhere from where you're at to five or yeah. six spots back. Yep. That's and where I the tier that. is for me. You brought that back from about an hour and 10 minutes ago when Scott I remember said, everything, not any good running back. <laughs> I saw your face and I'm like, I feel like we're going to hear about that one later. It was either that or Scott was getting a message as soon as this is done. <laughs> well, and now Jeff, Happy you said you, you speak when you're spoken to. So you're on the clock, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm kind of mad that Elijah Moore is gone. I would have taken him. So bummer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bummer. And, of course, Terrace Marshall, you guys are, are really coming around on him, which is also unfortunate. Um, so I am faced with uh, the possibility of, am I looking at uh, Kadarius Tony? Am I looking at Michael Carter? Am I looking at maybe Fryer Muth here, but, of course, he's gone. Um, am I looking at uh, Amari Rogers? If the fact that Aaron Rodgers was still in town, he would be more of, a, of an interest. Um, man, this is a tough pick here. Uh, I probably would go, and I mean, I suppose I could take a quarterback like a Kyle Trask or a Kellen Mond, uh, especially in this format, but I don't want to do that. Not necessarily. <laughs> and, and two, three years down the road, we might be looking back at this and laughing because, oh my God, Kyle Trask is still on the board. Um, <laughs> but, um, I guess I'm going to take Michael Carter here. Um, uh, Michael Carter would be my pick. Uh, we know what both the combination of him and Javante Williams did at Carolina, I mean, they, as far as their stats, it was almost identical uh, with rushing yards, receptions, receiving yards. The big difference was Javante Williams had 19 touchdowns versus 
Carter's nine. So um, if, if Carter can figure out how to score, uh, of course, that's a size thing. You can't really change size. But, I mean, he's got the, he's got the opportunity with New York. He has the ability. Um, sure, the, the scores aren't uh, as great as it would be with Javante Williams, but he's got an opportunity to play. Um, so um, my pick here is Michael Carter. Awesome. <laughs> it's like there's a quiet in the room. Everybody yeah, kind of agrees. This is the point of the draft where it's like, Oh yes! Yeah. Like you're, you're not even going to insult anyone else. Like, like how did that? Home how did that just, you just feel like, bad? How did that I, even I happen already? Like, like I feel like we should shut up for the most respectful guy in the draft when he's talking. So <laughs> exactly. he doesn't even talk unless he's got Fly the stage. So Fly for us. But but it does seem Lord like it, we haven't had a draft like this in so long, where it's just kind of blah when you get here that to the second round. No, I, I feel like it's I after 2017. I feel like this has been. The, la- the draft the last four years you get excited the draft hits everybody hates the landing spots everybody hates draft cap this year is worse than the last four but the last yeah. four of all last felt year like was this. no last year the was worst draft great. since 2016 where Devonte Booker yeah. and Kenya Drake were going in the late first round That's, this is the worst draft since then I agree with Scott absolutely yeah I I, I feel like the you get to the middle of this second and you're kind of like uh, uh, the quarterback safety. I feel like that for years. Mm-hmm. The quarterback yeah, if you don't play in su- if you don't play in super flex leagues, you might as well just quit those yeah. leagues and just play in super flex <laughs> leagues because the rookie draft will make you sad. Yeah, and Jeremy, I, I would have liked to have done this draft as a non super flex. <laughs> well, well, I would too, but we want people to actually listen. <laughs> So. <laughs> and Jeremy, we still have that one league that's a one quarterback, which we can't get them to change. So uh, I guess, Kyle, you're on the clock, right? <laughs> and you're muted. I am, and I'm going <laughs> to unmute. So there we go. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, so here's where I'm at. I've got a tier of eight players in my fifth tier, and I've only got one left. And so it's an obvious choice for me, and it may not be an obvious choice for everybody else, but I like it. I'm a boomer sooner homer. And I'm going to go Ramondre Stevenson here. Uh, I like the draft capital. I like the fact that he's got a potential to start at any point because, you know, you've got brittle Sony Michelle and you've got, you know, Harris that also hasn't shown that he's going to be exactly healthy. And Ramondre, when playing at Oklahoma, was amazing. Last year, he got, I believe, 867 yards in only like seven games. He was a monster. He can catch the ball. He can also run the ball. He's a big, big dude. He's one of those guys that I did not um, – I didn't think he was going to fall that far in the draft. I figured he might go fourth or fifth round. But this early in a draft where they didn't take other running backs in front of him, I like that capital. I really do. And, yeah, I hate the fact that it's New England, but I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. I mean, there's nobody else in this tier for me. Jeff, you had the biggest reaction. You were shaking your head up and down when he said that. Yeah, just because he's just someone that um, I, it, it sort of makes sense. Um, and I get it. I understand the pick. Uh, we all know that New England running backs is a crapshoot. Uh, so it's a possibility. But he's a big guy. And uh, he's going to have goal line carries. He's going to have short yardage carries. And uh, I think he's surpassed without even playing yet. Um, Sony Michelle. And then all there is is really uh, Damon Harris. So, um yeah, I mean it's a it's a risky pick, but at the same time I understand it. And uh, you know you're looking for your return on investment at this particular point in the draft, and why not? So yeah, I get it. 
I just, I, I think I was nodding because I'm like, oh yeah, that, that kind of sort of does make sense there. So I'm well, with you. You had the biggest reaction. That's why I brought it back to you. So, hey, Katie. Like, slow, fat, and old. I was just going to say, you. there's no way Walker was going to let this go. Yeah, round, round Moundre Stevenson. <laughs> Walk, what's Did the, you call what's him Round Moundre? 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 You guys know that's that. a good round one. Moundre. Walker, what's the earliest you'd take him? Uh, never. <laughs> yeah, you hate <laughs> his hands. <laughs> never pick. No, I mean, he's probably late third round, early fourth round. I don't like anything about him. I mean, if I, you like Quadri, pick him up. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and then he lands in New England. I mean, on top of me not liking the player, he lands in such a murky situation. It's, I don't think there's literally a single thing to like about Ramondre Stevens. <laughs> That's mean. Um, I mean well, it's, it's also the strongest name, reaction, too. Hurts. <laughs> got an awesome name. What was that, Jeff? Uh, having to deal with Cam Newton at the goal line also hurts. So that's a, that's a strike against him. Uh, however, you know, still. Well, as soon as we, Mac Jones is a quarterback, they're all handoffs. So, I mean, right. things are going to change. They're all handoffs, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Katie, what do you got? All right. I definitely did not think this was going to be a possibility and I am happy to take this guy. Those that play in Debbie Leagues know that you can draft all the stud quarterbacks that you think are ever going to be there, and there's always one or two that fall through the cracks. Joe Burrow wasn't drafted in most Debbie Leagues, and he was available in the rookie draft the year after. Carson Wentz was not. Jared Goff was not. Uh, there's been a lot of number ones that have been there in a while. And how many quarterbacks that have been groomed behind Tom Brady have been traded, Matt Castle and Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett? So Kyle Trask is my pick here. He's going to maybe learn from Tom Brady for a year or two. Tom's still going to keep going with the avocado ice cream, and they'll (laughs) trade him to somebody else who needs a quarterback. And Kyle Trask is a very accurate guy. This is where Dak Prescott has been drafted in rookie drafts. This is where last year Jalen Hurts was going in rookie drafts. The backup to somebody that you don't expect necessarily. I mean, Jalen Hurts was in by midseason. Most people thought Wentz still had a leash and was insulated, and he was not. So I'll take Kyle Trask in a super flex for the value here. At the 210, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, everybody says that Brady keeps going, but he is the oldest guy out there, and it's possible that he doesn't even make it all the way through this season. So no, he's ne- he's never retiring. I'm not I, talking about retiring. I'm talking I didn't about. Even plan on him starting yeah. in Tampa Bay. I just said yeah. they'll groom him and that they'll, they'll trade, trade him. him. Exactly. They will but, yeah, in three I, years. When but Brady's if anything, but if anything does to happen, kicking like George Blanda. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL were retired before Tom Brady. But if this something might is- be like the only smart thing Sipes says all night, and you guys aren't even letting him talk. Oh, what was that, Sipes? Well, I'm letting I him was talk. trying to say that if something happens to him, there's nobody else there. There's no other quarterback there, and and it's possible of being the oldest guy out there that something happens to him. That's all I was trying to say. Thank you. Blaine Gabbert says, "How dare you?" I was gonna say they still don't have Blaine Gabbert. But meanwhile, I'm mean. For saying you're sundowning because you're old, so, but you can just say that Tom Brady's old, so he's definitely going to get in. I didn't not, say that at all, and everybody cool. knows that Tampa. I love Tampa, and I like Brady there, and I'm just saying it's possible. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, uh, Anthony, a- a- Anthony, what you got? He's actually, the two ten. We got three picks left. <laughs> oh well, I'm up, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, Kadarius Tony, is he still available? Yes. yes. 
All right, so I'm going to go Kadarius Tony here. Uh, first round talent, and, and I think a lot of the heat on Tony right now was because he was taking over Rashad Bateman. But I love the landing spot for Kadarius Tony. You know, are we really sold on Darius Slayton? Uh, Sterling Shepard never had a thousand yard season, can barely stay on a field, and has one or two concussions away from calling it a career. I think there is a path for Kadarius Tony uh, for playing time. He's an athlete. The issue is he's raw at receiver. Uh, if they can develop him in New York and, and Daniel Jones somehow figures it out, I, I think Kendarius Tony, for where we're getting him, and we're all in agreement, this is a fairly underwhelming class. There's some value here. No, I like that. And you really yeah. want a fast player to be able to pick up uh, Daniel Jones's fumbles. That's important. Hey, he's and a converted quarterback. You really want a guy that needs to be schemed, being schemed by Jason Garrett. <laughs> Jeez. I'm a Cowboys fan. I love Is there you. anybody could, that can say something nice about it? He's a first-round draft pick. Too, He's a first-round draft pick that you're getting it to 10 in the in the Superflex. That's fine with me. Yeah. That's where I've drafted him. Yeah. He knows yeah, how to honestly, properly well. carry an AR-15 in his car without catching charges. Oh, no. Oh, it's no, no different no, than being no, no, at the no. bar at 2.30. No, no, no. at your no. options. It's just as good as what your options are. That's okay. all. All right. All right. John, let's, let's, let's go to John. <laughs> Let's talk more about this, Shane. No, no, it's two thirty. You at the bar? What are your options? Not great, Bob. <laughs> well, earlier when I said I don't draft rookie wide receivers, you guys wanted to test me on that. Apparently, it's like, okay, so here's nothing but wide receivers left, and every <laughs> shitty wide receiver is left on the board, and pretty much nothing else. Uh, but Davis Mills is still there, and that's where I'm going. That could easily be the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans year one. Uh, yeah, back back to what we were talking about with Kyle being able to possibly play. I mean, that seems to be the consensus, what everybody's saying, that Watson's not going to play. And do you think Tyrod Taylor's going to be the starter there? Kingmaker. I think the thing with Mills is if you draft him, He's an immediate sell. You have to find a sucker to be able to sell him because he's not going to be able to dig himself out of the hole where they're just going to draft over him next year. Yep. So yeah. they have Watson. We don't even know if Watson Watson may come back and play for the Texans. Who knows? I would bet against it, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. But you need to find somebody midseason, week eight, that's desperate for a quarterback and flip Davis Mills for a second and a third. Like That's the best bet you're getting if you draft him. It's a pipe dream that he's ever going to be given a real runway to be a starter for the Texans. He would literally have to carry them to a place that I don't think it's possible that they get. And are they really going to say, well, we're not going to draft a quarterback in the top five next year because we have Davis Mills and we're replacing (laughs) Sean Watson, who we already screwed up and let get away. But you're assuming they don't trade their first round pick to Miami. Or, or it's the Texans. I guess my point is, I see this as the worst landing spot of these three quarterbacks that go in this range because I think the path is so narrow for him. He has such an uphill battle to be able to earn even a shot to keep the job. I'd much rather invest in Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask just because I think there's a little more of a runway and there's more outs for their future. Now, not, not playing style, but that description reminds me of um... – Jesus, the super handsome fella in Jacksonville <laughs> that just got replaced. Matt Walker. Yeah, Minshew. Minshew. Minshew, yeah. Super handsome. It's a very <laughs> situational explanation because kind of the same thing. You had Minshew. You had a very short window to sell him where you're saying a second and third. I've saw Minshew go for a first in some mm-hmm. leagues. So 
I mean, he's set up to he's set up to fail. It's similar to Jalen Hurts. I actually think Jalen Hurts is set up to fail in Philly. If he doesn't bring them outside of picking inside the top six or eight next year, the discussion is going to be we're going to replace him. Okay. I mean, you're Shane, just, how, how does Scott know about this? Scott's just being just irrational. Just to be know about this. Yeah, Scott, <laughs> Scott is just being irrational because the Bengals refuse to protect Joe Barrow, and he knows that Joe Barrow is going to last about three weeks next year. So he's already just lashing out in anger at other quarterbacks throughout the league. So I don't get mad at Scott for this because I know it's because what the Bengals are doing to Joe Barrow that's causing this pain. He's not mad at us. He's mad at the Bengals, and he doesn't know how to express it correctly. I always uh, he love- was lashing out at a running back. So. <laughs> I always love how Shane always defends the quarterback at, in the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Finero, the final pick in the second round, what do you have? So, Scott mentioned uh, Kellen Mond, and I was tempted to go there because I think there's some contract issues with Kirk Cousins coming up real damn soon. But he was a third-round pick. I am actually just want to go with another guy because I want to mention him before this show's over, and he has a cool name. <laughs> Sweet. Amon Raw St. Brown. Did you read? I liked him coming in, and I think he has the best opportunity for me to gain value. Galladay's gone. Jones gone. We have Perriman, Quinton Cephas, and Tyrell Williams, which I think was just a depth move when they have him. That's literally your starting lineup right now. Hmm. So I think there's there's definitely a possibility this year um, I have this 212, and I can turn that into value after year one as opposed to sitting two years waiting for Kellen Mond, hopefully, to be the guy with two more drafts in between for them to draft a quarterback. Rate on fourth-round wide receivers was higher than 0%. I'd be all over this. Like, if they could have had, like, <laughs> I love a Mon Ross St. Brown. Like, I'm trying to talk myself into it. Trust it's me. It's a very time. early fourth-round That's And I did Very early. That's what I said. I was like, well, third. it's the top of the fourth. In some years, it might have been the third because of comp- compensatory picks. Yeah, there so you go, right? he might be a third-round draft pick. Well, right. and Hakeem Butler went what really oh, early? We never we never mentioned his name Brown. on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but I mean, just what he said about the players that are there that could make a difference, regardless of the draft capital. You know who he's got to compete against? Nobody. Yeah. It's, so yeah, he should. He's probably going to see a hundred targets just by showing up every week. So the draft capital won't matter. Cephas' name. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is going to be an interesting. Uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting class, case study wise. Because just a hypothesis, I have no data because obviously we haven't had a season yet. This may be one of those years we look back and say draft capital was the least predictive it's ever been. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just someone already shit on me for being a Bengals fan, but listening just to some Shame. Bengals coverage, <laughs> and it's not just the Bengals. There, I've seen a lot of stories where teams drafted players literally this year, A, because they knew them at the Senior Bowl, B, because they had a connection with an agent or a scout, C, they've met them face-to-face. Literally people picking players off the board going, well, I've shook that guy's hand. So we're going to draft him in the fifth round. Not because we have a board, but just stuff like that where can we really point out and say, oh, Amon Ross St. Brown was a fourth-round pick, so he's a bust because no one's ever hit in the fourth round before. I've heard, I've heard far too many he's a good character guys for my liking in the recap of, of this. Well, and, and the Senior Bowl guys got pushed up this year more than ever. And we don't think that there's some players that literally got drafted because, well, I've met the guy. I've talked Did, to him. exactly it. it. Is it you can't, 100 you can't senior bowl guys drafted? Guy yeah. When you're talking to him on Zoom. And that's the whole conundrum that they had, Scott, was they didn't meet him face to face. They didn't get to see them play necessarily. These guys don't scout anywhere near as long if you play in a Debbie league as a lot of 
so it it was the pandemic that will make this an anomaly year. It, it's going to skew the stats. Kay Johnson doing out the senior bowl that he didn't get drafted. And some guy named Trey Nixon there, isn't he called? <laughs> you have to meet these guys, and that's all it takes. It's just like, that's why, you know, look, there's a reason that we still go to job interviews and you physically go to them when you could, we could have been doing Zoom ones for the last 40 years. When when Kane was on the clock and mentioned trading back and Shane, you threw out, give me a 2022 pick. That's what I had been doing that all year. I mean, walk knows I talked about it throughout the year. As soon as they started canceling college games and the big tens off big tens back on. And then when, you know, the combine was not going to happen. I started trying to jump out of this draft right away, just because I knew it was going to be wonky. I mean, I I didn't know it was going to play out necessarily the way it did, but I just knew we weren't going to have the information we like as fantasy guys to actually apply any of that in these rookie drafts. And I mean, and and it's shaking out that way. This draft sucked for real football. It (laughs) sucked for fantasy. And I'm glad I bailed out and I'm trying to, in, in you know, the few drafts that I'm in that already started where I'm on the clock and I'm like, yeah, anybody wants somebody. And there, there are people who do love certain players and they're on the board. And I'm like, I want whatever you could give me next year. And they're like, what about a player in my pick next round? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm going ahead. I'm not going back in this class of garbage. I want next year. No seller's remorse. By the bar. <laughs> no. I think the line is a little bit thinner this year to where if you're sitting at the 209, 210, that's the offer you may get as a 2022 second. And one thing to keep in mind is next year's NFL class is going to have 400 or more more players eligible to get drafted because so many guys went back to school. Hmm. So, I mean, you may look at the 210 and go, oh, man, I don't want to accept a 2022 second for this pick. I- I've done it. But I've I- gone back. Just but pedigree-wise, I think it's a smart bet. If you don't know who to pick, don't just turn it down because, well, I have to wait a year. I think you're going to have more equity with that pick, and it's just not going to feel good. So, And you past years, you're always looking for a round A head but i don't think this year i think you got getting rid of the time value a little bit no yeah i've gone just straight even third for third second for second yeah that's all uh, you'll give me i'll take it nah squeeze it for more you think this draft class makes people sick i looked up kirk cousins contract after calamon's name came up he has a 76 million dollar dead cap this year and a 45 million dollar dead cap next year oh wow oh, <laughs> well, i shouldn't cut him good job vikings crushed it again yikes crushed it again yeah i just have to say two noticeable names left off the top two draft rounds of this fantasy football pick not in the nfl Dwayne Eskridge and Tutu Atwell. No, no, no. We know what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) We're not the Rams and the Seahawks. And Katie Katie Flower showed amazing restraint not taking Jalen Darden or Trey McKitty. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Come on. I don't know what you're talking about. In a lot greater detail. Oh, no. No, we're wrapping up. Maybe not. Like a ton of detail. Sure. No. Text him, John. Yeah, yeah. You guys can talk guys on the side. We're going to wrap it up. One thing I was going to say when you were talking about they met everybody, didn't uh, the Texans take uh, Davis Mills without ever talking to him first? You know, so, so there's been so many weird things about the people that were drafted. So, you know, we kind of jumped into this. We only introduced John Dabari. We never introduced everybody else. So let's wrap this all up and everybody will go in the circle, start up there with Scott and tell everybody the where they can find you and everything. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you. And thank you so much, everybody, for joining us tonight. Yeah, this was great. I appreciate everybody. Uh, great show. Guys, thanks for having me on. At Charles Chill, FFB, Dynasty and Chill, Chasing the Helmet, writer for DLF. 
Uh, we have a Patreon, which is kind of like the little brother of uh, Dynasty Trades HQ. <laughs> Big brother, little brother. I don't know. Half the people are the same in both groups. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Appreciate you guys having me on. It was a blast. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Okay. Um, my name is Jeff Hasley, and uh, you can find me at footballguys.com. I've kind of one of, one of the original, one of the OGs from Football Guys. <laughs> Been there a while. Um, and uh, my my podcast, Carolina Fandom, which is all about Carolina sports fans and uh, the teams that they like. Uh, and I also do some writing for Panthers SI. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. I like your background too. Uh, oh, <laughs> Swags. I am Swags00G on the Twitterverse. I do Rookie Fever with Feverish here. Super flexible, super flex city with Hogue, a little bit of Madman. I, I feel pretty comfortable here with all of you. Thanks a lot for having me. Awesome. Kane. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Devi underscore Kane. I'm the host of the Devi Marketplace, which is just a way for us to look at values in, in Devi players and make sure that we're knowing when to buy and when to sell players. Um, and then you can catch me on YouTube with Headliner U, um, which is the college branch of the Fantasy Headliners. Awesome. Katie. I am Katie Flower, the diva of Debbie, and you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Skylar 399. You can listen to me on Under the Helmet podcast, which usually comes out on Wednesday morning, iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and on Off the uh, the Rails podcast with Jeremy. And thank you very much for having me. I love all you guys, (laughs) love seeing your work, and great to be here with y'all. Awesome. We love you, Katie. I like when you said Diva Devi and Jeremy celebrated. Um, <laughs> He's the one that named me that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. How about you, Finero? Uh, there we go. You said it right. I, I practiced it in my head over and over again. <laughs> I am Michael Finero. Uh, you can hear me on Rookie Fever with uh, Swagzilla Zero G. I don't write any articles, but we do have a David Wright on that show. Uh, FF underscore Spaceman. Uh, he's been with us for uh, a few months now. Nice ad. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been uh, it's been it's been a blast. It was fun. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And you know, Dabari, we already introduced you, so we'll do it again, anyways. Oh, I thought I was gonna get the big skip. That I was, was about to. Dabari twenty two on Twitter. My writing's over at DLF. And uh, if you like my garbage picks here and would like to hear more of that check me out on the fantasy 40 podcast yeah and if you could get into a dm chat with him it's pretty fun uh kyle yes, always. <laughs> all right i'm kyle lapointe at dogleg brewer kyle on the couch uh dynasty self-help uh, is the podcast that we got started with uh one of the new things we've been working on is the stories podcast with the ff stories cfb stories college football college basketball we got the links uh shane was on one of these it was amazing uh, I, please check them out. The FF stories are all of our stories podcasts, but man, this has been great. This is a, an incredible panel. Thank you very much for inviting me. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming, Matt. Yeah. Veritable who? So it's about time you guys had me on the dynasty trade. <laughs> uh, I agree, podcast. man. <laughs> Sake. Uh, no, curse on this, but it's, God, uh, it's, now I got to mark that almost, down. Hold I on. almost declined last second just to teach you guys a lesson. But <laughs> 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 that's awesome wouldn't be the right thing to do matt walker at walk underscore ff on twitter i do co-host the fantasy 40 with john debar do not get into any dms with him i i discourage any dms with john debar it has changed my life irreparably and doing the off the rails podcast with
with Jeremy, Scott, and Katie. So thank you guys for having me. It was a place. Yeah, never open up and eat. Never open up a message from John until you make sure nobody else around that you care about is there to see what might pop up in the damn window. It's there, the greatest. There, there are no it. safe links. The, the, I, put a, I put a restriction only on John DMs. <laughs> Twitter. That's it. It doesn't let me open up any links. The main Daddy, reason I <laughs> the main reason I stay in in seek and destroy is to get his messages. So uh, Anthony, <laughs> hey guys, uh, thanks for having me, uh, Anthony Servino. Follow me on Twitter at the Real NFL Guru. Follow the show at the FF Face Off. Um, I do most of my writing over at the Game Day NFL. I, I cover a little bit of fantasy, but mostly sports betting and general NFL reporting. And, I, and all of my live stream and podcast work is over at the FF Face Off. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming here, D'Anthony. And then we'll wrap it up with John. Yes, John Hogue, Superflex dude, mayor of Superflex City. I, I don't think Swags and uh, Madman know that, or else maybe they would <laughs> run against me at some point. It's been unopposed. <laughs> uh, I'm the janitor of Superflex City. I'm the dude that just kind of runs around and does whatever the hell I want, <laughs> running from the mayor. <laughs> you guys are working your way up. You'll get there. <laughs> and uh, the host. Uh, of Superflex Super Show, part of the DLF family of podcasts. Awesome. Thank you so much for every all of you guys coming and doing this with us. It was a little bit longer than we thought, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to get this out tonight. Dude, is this your first time on the show, Sipes? I knew it was going to be. I, I thought it was going to be longer than this. No, we talked about it. Jeremy and I talked about it, and we we're like, we're, we're going to try to make it not too long. But I mean, listen. And I was like, but remember, Shane Shane Manila is going to be there for the whole show, Mike. And he's like, oh, yeah, we better factor in another hour. Yeah. No, I, I think the first round went awesome with all the debates. I mean, that's part great. of all of this. I mean, everybody has their own opinions. Everybody plays this differently. And it's really great to hear all the different opinions that you guys all have in the way you guys build these teams so i think it's going to be great and i i think the audience will enjoy it and we love all of you guys being here so thanks for joining us shane you know we got a patreon you want to tell them that really fast uh go join the patron because we like it when you give us money yeah and we had a fun time with our patreon after draft aftermath party this saturday it was really fun so join yeah, our- it was fun and if you're not a patron you didn't get to have fun and your saturday night probably sucked <laughs> join the HQ crew and come come to our party next month and Jeremy tell everybody about our store real fast uh, yeah dthq.storeenvy.com uh, dthq s-t-o-r-e-n-v-y.com shirts hats stickers mugs uh, get some HQ swag and even some t-shirts with shit that Shane says <laughs> check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ and over on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. And I'll say it to everybody in this room. Thank you so much for joining us and say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. everybody. Bye. Say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane. Bye, Shane. Bye, Shane. Bye, Shane. Bye, Shane. Bye, Shane. Oh, that's Bye, Bye. Bye, Shane. <laughs> Good night. Thank you so much, everybody. Night, that was awesome. <laughs> Hey, John, boy. I appreciate it. Bye, Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) See you later. Thanks a ton, guys. Thanks, Rags. Thank Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, John. Goodbye, Dad and friends. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, John. Uh, John already left. Bye, Kane. Scott. Everybody's slowly signing up. You guys rock, man. Thanks a ton. Thank you.